the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Thank you, sir. And it's just about five minutes after the hour of 5 p.m. here on this Monday, Thursday, April the 9th edition of Lifeline during Holy Week. And uh, great to have you on board with us today. You're probably sitting at home like many of us and um, going a bit stir-crazy, no doubt. Encourage you to maybe get out into the backyard, move around a little bit. Um, Promises of better weather this weekend. In fact, I thought it was supposed to be better today, but that hasn't quite turned out to be the case. But regardless, um, in spite of all the news, everything that's going on, we want to try to be as upbeat and have a positive framework, a positive mindset. This is Easter week after all, and uh, we have much to be thankful for. Coming up on this edition of Lifeline, best-selling author Leslie Leland Fields will join us from her uh, hideaway in far Alaska. We'll talk a bit about just the issue of being cooped up and everybody on lockdown during Easter week and nobody being able to get out and enjoy the weather and enjoy the typical family celebrations and gatherings and church services that normally happen this time of year. But there are some things to be thankful for. And we'll talk about that when Leslie joins us later on in tonight's program. Also, Greg Burt from the California Family Council will drop by for an update on a bill that will absolutely... Knock your socks off, and not in a good way. Senate Bill 1004 is um, probably one of the more egregious, dangerous bills to be brought up for potential consideration by the California State Legislature I have seen in 30-something years. This is a shocker. And when you find out what it does to your rights as a parent, I think you will be equally as shocked and hopefully motivated to do something about it. Later on in tonight's program, Pastor Clay Allen is going to join us. We're going to talk about the massive upside to the downside of coronavirus. He'll tell you what he means by that when we get into that conversation a little bit later on. Speaking of um, Easter season, Easter is, of course, a time of new hope, new beginnings, and um, a time to also be mindful that in spite of all the bleakness going on around us, um, this is an opportunity for the church to demonstrate one of the, the strengths that we've had since the beginning, and that is the resiliency of the church. And what I mean by that is the church down through the millennia has been faced by all kinds of challenges, false teachings, challenges in terms of uh, prosecution, persecution rather, well, maybe a little bit of both, but persecution taking place either um, institutionally by governments or culturally by other peoples of other faiths. And in spite of all of the years of the challenges that the church has faced, even up to this very day, 
with persecution against believers in countries like communist China, Vietnam, Iran, and elsewhere. Resiliency has always been the hallmark. And my guest here as we launch, launch into tonight's program, I think will certainly agree that in a time like this, this is a golden time for the church to shine. Lathan Watts joins us, Director of Public Affairs for First Liberty Institute, a nonprofit law firm and think tank dedicated to protecting religious freedom for all Americans. Lathan is also Regional Fellow of the National Review Institute. Lathan, thanks so much for being with us today. What of this issue of the resiliency of the church? We bounced back from a lot of stuff in the past. Do you think we'll bounce back from this too? Oh, I think so. And I think that we're seeing... um, in in local communities and and um, all over the country, really, you you know, people are looking for good news. And when um, news outlets are reporting on some of the good things that are going on during this time, it is typically um, around uh, people of faith. It's um, people of faith that are uh, finding ways to serve uh, each other and uh, their communities. Um, in, in a way that's you know, consistent with what um, we've been asked to do uh, to protect everyone's health. But, um, you know, a, a lot of people now are focused on, you know, how can they help um, you know, people that are um, elderly or that are, uh, you know, we're all sort of shut-ins right now. But, um, but the Church has been, you know, ministering to these people long before this pandemic started and will continue to do so long after. So I think, um, you know, if anything, this has really sort of brought attention to uh, the work of the Church uh, in a way that maybe uh, people didn't pay attention to before, uh, because people are seeing it more now, and um, it's it's why that it's why we do what we do at First Liberty Institute. We, we you know, firmly believe we represent people of all faiths um, and, and protect their right to live according to their beliefs, as the Constitution protects. And it's because we believe that when people of faith are allowed to live every day according to what they believe, they make life better for other people. And that's one of the things you know, that has made this country great, and we'll continue to do so. And you know, one of the things when we speak of the issue of resiliency, I think it also is demonstrative of the notion that the Church has had the ability to sort of react to circumstances, think on its feet, a change and morph to meet the situation. Now, we know certainly the good news of the Gospel and God's Word is, is steadfast and forevermore. That changes not. But the methodology used in order to share the gospel that is constantly changing and morphing whether it's uh, the, the the institution of of um, new technology that's harnessed to demonstrate and share the gospel or having to work through the challenges of of institutionalized persecution and i guess with that kind of thought in mind this this is a time to really understand that the church has an opportunity here and has already begun to really demonstrate its ability to morph by in the case of not being able to gather together on a given sunday and and um, certainly that's true of this coming easter sunday utilizing technology to respond to the need and uh, make sure that no matter what happens here in terms of the the current shelter in place circumstance that the body of Christ still has an opportunity to gather together even if we're doing it electronically. Uh, that's exactly right and lots of churches are doing so. Uh, they're getting you know, uh, very creative in ways to, um, to gather together um, in ways that are in keeping with um, 
the uh, health precautions that are in place. Um, some some folks are doing sort of drive-in church where people stay in their cars, but they're you know, in the parking lot of the church building and they're broadcasting from inside uh, inside the building. Um, we're seeing lots of different things um, like that uh, around the country, and you know, people, you know, churches and uh, pastors and ministers all over the country need to know that as long as they are uh, in compliance with um, uh, what the uh, whatever the the uh, the uh, order in your uh, jurisdiction is, that they have the right to do so. And uh, if if someone is trying to tell you otherwise, then that's that's where First Liberty can help, and we'd be happy to do so. And contact us at firstliberty.org. The the news, Lathan, certainly has focused much on the death, the carnage, the pain and suffering, what's happened to the economy, things of this sort. Um, but what you're suggesting is that there's a real silver lining behind all of this, again, pointing to not just the ability of the church to respond to this. I know that they've had to come up with unique ways. If a church is running something like a food bank or a soup kitchen, whatever it might be, they're having to get creative in ways in which they meet the needs of uh, people that are disenfranchised, facing economic challenges, which is certainly growing number these days, as well as the homeless. And so I guess in that stead, we, we really have much to be encouraged about um, and, and should take this as really some signs that um, it shouldn't just be a crisis that brings us together, uh, that this kind of resiliency and power that the church has is something that we ought to be using for the glory of God every day. Oh, that's exactly right. And just as you said, um, it can be sometimes accentuated in times of crisis like this, but this is what the Church is called to do all the time. And this is what, you know, active and and uh, and influential um, communities of faith around the country have been doing before this pandemic started and will continue to do so after it's over. And um, it, it does create a you know a, a unique opportunity, but this is what the church is called to do. Uh, when people of faith live accordingly, uh, life gets better for everyone, and that's why at First Liberty, it's why we're dedicated to protecting um, the individual's right to live according to their beliefs. And um, you know, we deal with and help churches and ministries all over the country every day. Well, we certainly appreciate the great work that you guys do and the effort uh, to stand there when churches do face challenges. I referred earlier to um, challenges that can come from persecution of the church through culture and also comes through institutions, and uh, we've certainly seen a fair share of that in the United States, sadly, as well. Um, This sometimes even contrary to our First Amendment protections, but to know that an organization like First Liberty Institute is there is very encouraging. Information available on the web at firstliberty.org. That's firstliberty.org. You might want to also check out Lathan Watts' uh, most recent posting there, America Needs Faith-Based Organizations to Help and Inspire Us. Our thanks to Lathan Watts, Director of Public Affairs at First Liberty Institute, for being with us on this segment of Lifeline. All right, 516 on the clock. Let's head back over to the KFAX Traffic Center uh, for the second time this hour and see what's going on here on the Thursday ride to wherever if you're out riding. Here it is. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. 
want to remind you also, coming up a little bit later on, Pat Tatucci is going to stop by for a quick update on the markets. Um, we've seen a steady climb, which I guess that's encouraging in relationship to your IRA or your 401k, but seems to be a fundamental disconnect from <coughs> pardon me, from everything else going on in the economy today. So we'll, we'll get some insights as to why when Pat joins us later on in tonight's program. The current shelter-in-place orders were running, uh, I guess, uh, heading uh, headstrong into the third week beginning uh, this coming Tuesday, um, has perhaps brought out some of the best and some of the worst in us. The opportunity for the family to be together uninterrupted by the business busyness of activities of daily life has probably been a good thing, spending more quality time with each other. But as much as this has had some positives, there's also been some unique challenges. In some ways, it has demonstrated stresses that exist in marriage relationships that were perhaps there all along or for a long time bubbling down below the surface. And suddenly now, with so much of this togetherness, has caused these issues to explode like a powder keg. Exacerbating the problem has been the fact that more time at home oftentimes means more time on the Internet. And more time on the Internet more often than not these days, for many that are just bored out of their minds, means more time with pornography. It is a major problem in America today, and it is wreaking more havoc than perhaps anyone fully understands. One man that does understand and can talk to the fissure that exists in marriage relationships today, the downside of all of this pornography on demand, is Clay Allen. Clay is the founder and president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry. And Clay, it's always a privilege to have you join us. We talked at the onset, at the cusp of all of this, about three weeks ago, when you felt as if there was a major shaking going on, particularly within the church, particularly at this time. Now we're three weeks later. Your thoughts today? Craig, it's a joy to be with you. Well, there is a, uh, a massive problem taking place right now. Um, there's a silent parallel viral attack underway that's far worse and far more pervasive than COVID-19. We saw this coming. We tried to warn people about it. It's taking place right this second. This attack is occurring all around us, and it's, it will still exist after COVID-19 is resolved. And this parallel viral attack has the power and the capability to destroy literally scores of Christians here and around the world, as well as destroy entire churches, unless we act immediately to address it. And what I'm talking about is Satan has weaponized a virus of choice, if you wish, uh, that, that Satan loves to use, but he's weaponized it this time. And this is pornography, of course. Now, this is not a new weapon, but what is new is the scale of Satan's assault. It's absolutely unprecedented what's taking place right now. Porn producers wickedly use the coronavirus's shelter-in-place to provide millions of free, quote-unquote, 30-day subscriptions to enslave scores of hard-working people who faithfully follow the Lord and give of their time, talent, and treasure to their church. We're talking about men of God here in vast numbers that are partaking as they isolate, perhaps depressed, perhaps bored, wondering if they have a job, how they're going to uh, pay their bills and take care of their family. A massive 40% peak time increase in porn use is taking place in North America since shelter-in-place began on March the 17th. And, and what, we're, uh, what a lot of people are 
on the inside scene taking place is a colossal amount of carnage is taking place with people, their families, our church family, and it's occurring right now while most church leaders are completely unaware of this. And you you speak to the notion that many of these pornography providers are offering this free 30-day subscription. They know full well what they're doing. This is not being done out of the generosity of their hearts, is it? This is because they know absolutely in doing not. so they can help get people hooked on this. Oh, absolutely. This is a, a, a sinister, evil plan because they know it takes about, well, with the Internet nowadays, it takes uh, actually just minutes, uh, perhaps an hour or so, to get completely and severely addicted to this stuff. So come three weeks, four weeks into this, a, a man is going to be in the tractor beam of, of pornography. Now, when I'm talking about pornography, I'm not talking about just the, the, the average run of milk. I'm talking about some pretty wildly vicious pornography that will uh, attack a man's heart and mind and corrupt his heart and mind before he even knows what's happened. You see, there's no way that a man, uh, a person who's entered into this kind of temptation can sit isolated and endure this alone. There's no way. A person's brain and body prioritizes seeking relief however he can get it. And what then quickly follows is the decay and the destruction of that person's heart, his mind, his relationships, his finances, everything literally held dear by that man. And then what then starts to happen is his destiny. Might, uh, might very well be detoured, maybe even derailed. Uh, women, as they find out or they suspect what, what he's doing and their children, they become devastated in the process. Uh, hearts are broken, homes are broken, and, and, and the, the main reason this is occurring, besides the evil aspect of it from Satan's perspective, is massive profits are going to be made by porn producers after the, quote, free 30-day subscriptions convert to tra- uh, paid subscriptions, and uh, these addicted men, the, the addictive tractor beam, if you wish, literally in every church, locally and across America, even be- perhaps beyond that, when they start tithing the porn producers instead of to their church to pay for their fix, this is where you see the draining of the relationships, the spirituality in a man's heart and mind, and, and, and where he sees the, the financial life starting to drain out of him. And this will then affect every single church in the area. And, and uh, the carnage is absolutely unimaginable in this process. We cannot predict accurately what's going to take place here because there's so many men taking, uh, uh, taking, uh, uh, up, uh, taking the producers up on their offer of free and, uh, subscriptions. And what's happening is this is, of course, all secretive. We're getting the calls. We're, asking, we're being asked for help from all kinds of different people right now, and that's a good thing. But it's happening on a scale that's unimaginable. There is an upside to this, and I would say there is even a massive upside to this whole problem that we're undertaking right now. But we do have to talk about the problem because you got to identify it, you got to name it in order to start solving the problem, right? We do indeed. And, of course, as I suggested in my opening remarks, this is indicative of not just... Uh, what's the old phrase, uh, idle hands or the, the workshop of the devil? Not just the fact that we have more time on our hands, but, but demonstrating that there may be problems, fissures that exist in a relationship, and uh, both men and women look for satisfaction and escapism in, in, in false economies, and the enemy knows this. And so uh, the, the trap, so to speak, gets set. And, and sadly, there's going to be a lot of carnage 
in the wake of this, and I'm not just speaking of the carnage related to the coronavirus, but relational carnage that, that is far more pervasive, far more deeper, and maybe far more difficult to recover from, recover from because it's so typically um, hidden in dark places and not exposed, and um, a- as a result, um, creates this, this huge gulf between you and your spouse, between you and your God. We're going to talk about the upside to all of this when we come back after a quick timeout. Clay Allen is with us, founder and president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry. More information available on the web at avenue.works. And .works is the, um, the URL extension, avenue.works. Or you can call toll-free 877-326-7000. 877-326-7000. We'll take a time out, come back with more in our conversation with Clay Allen as Lifeline continues right after this. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, welcome back to the conversation. We're here at 535, and joining me today in this segment of Lifeline, Clay Allen, founder and president of Avenue, a sexual restoration ministry. We're talking about this plight that we've been facing, not just the coronavirus, but pornography, and many pornographers out there that have extended so-called 30-day free trials that know that that is essentially a hook to pull people in. And as much as there is so much of a downside to all of this, you suggested before the break, Clay, that there's also an enormous upside. Help us understand. Yes, uh, not only for individuals who are struggling with whether you're a man or a woman, but there's a huge upside for churches in this. First, as an individual that's impacted by sexual brokenness, uh, God promises that if we exchange or give God our brokenness, he, he was willing and able and promises to restore us. And I've lived this promise, and I've helped thousands of people through the Confidential Avenue program that we designed to also experience this profound promise of our Lord. And, and when we talk about restore, it's so important to understand a couple of things about it. And he'll not only restore you, he'll restore one's heart, their mind, their marriage, uh, their relationships, the finances that are involved, the very future of the person, their God-designed destiny, we like to call it, because God promises a destiny in Him. Literally everything can be restored by God in the process of this exchange. And this exchange uh, for what God is promising to restore us is so misunderstood by most of us. There's actually two definitions of the word restore, and it's so important to understand God's perspective, because if we don't understand it, we might end up defaulting to the wrong thing and not expecting God to do something that uh, he's promised to do. So man's definition to restore something is simply to take something broken back to its original condition. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially if you have uh, a tree fall on your house, you want it brought back to its original condition. But God, uh, in his wisdom, when he restores something, when you go to God and you say, would you please, please, please restore my heart, restore my mind, restore my bad habit, restore my relationship, my, my marriage, my finances, whatever it is that's broken, God then takes that thing broken and creates something more and better than the original condition, and then he's not done with it. He does it on an ongoing basis so that the latter state is always better 
and significantly more than the former state. And this is a massive upside waiting for anybody, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman that's been impacted by sexual brokenness. In the midst of Satan's attack that's taking place right now, if you exchange this, this brokenness, God promises to restore you in these ways. And the way you do that, the first way you do that is to ask somebody for help. And we have a confidential hotline that's set up. The number that you provided before or any inquiry into our website is confidential, 877-326-7000. That's the first way an individual, whether you're a man, you could even be a pastor struggling with this, uh, or perhaps a woman that's been impacted. That's the beginning of the exchange. The next steps, of course, are find out why this is happening in your life and how to heal it God's way. And we will show you, we will walk you through this, through the curriculum that we've created, through the small confidential groups that we've created. These are mobile groups, by the way. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to meet with anybody. These are all very, very confidential mobile groups, either phone or online, that are encrypted. Nobody can hack into them. They're very safe. They're very confidential. And they're led by very well-trained leaders who have been doing this sometimes for upwards of 15 or 20 years. They know how to help you. And they themselves have often been the people who have been impacted themselves, who have come out the other end, healed and restored, wanting to help you up and out of the pit, if you wish. And so from an individualized basis, this is what awaits. And I just want to say one other thing about this idea of God restoring, and that is that the Bible teaches, in Ephesians in particular, that if you can hope or pray or imagine how God can restore you, God essentially says, because he loves you so much, you're not even on the same page as he is. He wants to give you so much more that you cannot even comprehend. You can't even pray what you want God to do for you, that he has that in store for you. And I don't know about you, Craig, but when, when I have a Father in Heaven who loves me that much, who wants to lavish on me because he loves me so dearly and he wants to rescue me from the tractor beam of, of this thing called pornography or sexual immorality or, or the impact of it in my life. Uh, that's just overwhelming to me that God loves me so much that he would do this for me, for my wife, for my family, for my church. And then there, there's another whole upside to this uh, as the church goes, but uh, I wanted you to uh, maybe weigh in on uh, anything I've just said before we get to the church and give you an opportunity to ask me some questions about that if you have any other questions. I think ultimately this is this is a, a golden opportunity here, as as you're suggesting. This is kind of laying bare a lot of these problems that maybe even within a marriage relationship there was suspicion that things were going on, and now it's being forced to the surface. And not only is it an opportunity for couples to get help, but also an enormous opportunity for pastors. Um, to see an upside to this from a ministry standpoint. And before our time wraps up, spend a moment, if you would, Clay, and talk about that. Yes. I just heard today, it's so sad to me, uh, somebody just called me today and said, you know, a pastor's convention just happened, and the person behind the counter said, boy, you pastors, you sure you sure like the porn. You sure, you know, it spikes uh, in the hotel uh, when you guys have the convention here. It's so sad for me to hear that. And it's such a reality, and yet these pastors don't know where to go. We have a special, highly confidential program for pastors. If they want help, they get help. And we have pastors from all over the world participate in it. But there is a huge, huge upside for church leaders and pastors in this whole mess of a attack that Satan is underway right now with pornography and, and the huge amount of free subscriptions out there. 
starting literally about right now to about the next week or 10 days, men are going to start paying for these subscriptions. And that money is earmarked to the church and to their family. And it's going to get siphoned away from the church and to their, uh, and from their families unless there's an intervention. And, and this is where the church can make a huge difference to reach, rescue, and restore people that are impacted by sexual brokenness. These are men. These are betrayed women. By starting their own avenue groups, and if they're not quite ready, they can refer their congregants, the people in their congregation, to confidential avenue-hosted mobile restoration groups. And it's been proven over 20 years that churches that do this grow immensely in relevance because they start providing God's answers people are seeking regarding sexual brokenness. I don't know if pastors are aware of it, but there's all kinds of surveys out there that show people walking through the front door of their church, or in this case, tuning in online nowadays with virtual sermons, they are hoping their pastor talks about the, the problem and the resolution of sexual brokenness from God's perspective. So they start the Avenue program, they start providing relevant answers from God to help people with this issue. It's also been proven that churches grow in health as people will experience God's healing and restoration through your church's avenue group. They also grow in safety because your church will become safer as we teach how to keep uh, the church safe in the midst of this chaotic world that we live in. Churches also grow in tide. This is the most amazing thing that we've seen. It's absolutely amazing because we encourage people within the Avenue program to tie to the local church as one of the core principles that we have in Avenue. And we believe and we have seen that as a person tithes for their church, uh, they not only get blessed, their church gets blessed, their family gets blessed. And this is why we want to see them tithing, because we, want, we don't want to see them get uh, gypped out of God's blessing for them and their church. The church also grows in size as people will seek out the church as being relevant, healthy, and safe. Churches also grow in influence because they'll be leading greater numbers of people to Christ. Craig, this is the huge, the massive upside awaiting a pastor, a church leader, for individuals in their church in the midst of this that massive attack that Satan is underway with. We can literally reverse this. And, and you know, it kind of reminds me of when uh, Joseph talked to his brothers uh, in, uh, in Genesis 50, I think it's around verse 20, where uh, Joseph uh, was really addressing the devil who wanted to wipe out Joseph. And, and he said to his brothers who had betrayed him and to the devil, of course, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And so we hope that a pastor, we hope that a church leader, we hope that an individual who's struggling in this area will, will do the exchange uh, with that brokenness and give it to God and receive God's restoration. Or if you're a church leader, start the Avenue program in your church. It's super simple. We tried to make this as easy as possible for a pastor or a church leader. Three simple things for a pastor to do. Simply plug in, meaning you simply appoint men and women leaders to facilitate your avenue small groups. We will expertly train your leaders. In fact, it costs about $2,000 to train your leaders, and we will do this at no cost. It will be free. And you can do it online. It's interactive. It's, it's certified leadership training and coaching for the life of your men's and women's groups. We will do it all at no cost. Secondly, promote, promote Christ's hope and healing through your avenue groups. People are desperate looking for this answer, and by providing it, you can be the answer that people are looking for. And thirdly, pray for the success 
of your avenue groups in your church. Pray for the success of people who come and want help and get help through your church and through your avenue groups. God will not only protect you and your people, he will cause his increased provision to be poured out on you. Because God is looking right now for trustworthy people. He's looking in the midst of all this chaos to see who's going to cling to him. And, and please, uh, for the audience, I, I beg you to hear me. This is not about perfection. This is not about being perfect. None of us are. This is about the direction of your heart. Because if you give this exchange, you give this brokenness to Jesus, and he will in turn, he will rescue you. He will protect you. He will provide for you. He will do the same for a church. That's what he's looking for. And, and, and as you start to heal, as you start to uh, experience God's restoration, you will become more courageous, more bold, uh, more experiencing God's abundance that he wants you to experience so that you can give it away to others and help others. Literally pick them up out of the pit, whether you're a man, whether you're a pastor struggling in this area, or whether you're a betrayed woman. That's what this is all about. God wants us to turn back and help others. And as we do, God will pour out his blessing in ways that we can't possibly imagine. I believe with all my heart that we would uh, predestined for this very moment in time. God knew this would happen. God knew the, uh, the COVID-19 would happen. He knew that the state, uh, that state would unleash this evil, wicked uh, uh, virus of pornography at an unimaginable uh, scale. He knew all of this would happen, and he's looking for us. He's looking for us to take action, and I believe God has all of us for this very moment in time to take action and be heaven's hero, be each other's hero, be our church's hero in restoring people impacted by sexual brokenness. Because I all right, Clay. I I appreciate the thoughts, and it's uh, you know an important um, juncture, as we indicated earlier, for us to take advantage of this. And uh, with all of this free time on our hands, I'm hoping that we're using this time to draw closer to God and to ponder all the points that Clay just shared. And there is hope, and there is help available. Again, you can go online to avenue.works to get more information. That's avenue.works, or call toll-free 877-326-7000. That's 877-326-7000. Our thanks to Clay Allen, founder and president of Avenue, for being with us on this segment of Lifeline. All right, we're way late. Let's get caught up in some traffic here. Head over to the KFAX Traffic Center at 549 for the latest. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Well, with a short week on Wall Street, we end on a positive note, and that's certainly encouraging news for investors. 30-plus year money manager and financial advisor Pat Vitucci. And Pat, certainly we've seen an interesting, very slow, seemingly pretty steady climb back out of this ditch in the valley that we've been in really since the market highs of February the 12th, which seems now like eons ago when we had reached 29,551. And while we've still got a good ways to go, ending the short week, up 285 points to close at 23,719. Very encouraging news, but it has perhaps some investors scratching their head, and that is what exactly are investors on Wall Street responding to in the wake of the COVID-19 crisis? So much of business shut down, people being furloughed, a huge spike in unemployment applications. Clearly, they're seeing something here they're liking. What is it? Well, there's, there's always a collection of conflicting signals, but I think the one that's 
been in, slightly encouraging is the medical news, not the financial news. The medical news is that we appear to be approaching the apex of this curve that we keep talking about and the anticipation of flattening of the curve, meaning the incidence of hospitalizations, the incidence of people coming down with the virus. This next week, I think, is going to be critical to see if we can have some sustainability of the decline of virus breakouts. If we do that, I think we'll continue to see the financial markets responding in a like fashion. So as we've been talking about, we haven't been watching the S&P 500, the Dow, the NASDAQ, as much as we've been watching the coronavirus curve. As we've suggested in, in the past couple of weeks, those are going in lockstep in tandem with the virus numbers. Certainly, Pat, one of the big things that we're all looking at, and that is, what is the recovery eventually going to look like? We know that there has been an infusion of $2.2 trillion in a rescue package from the government with promises of more coming. Certainly, as that begins to sort of filter its way through businesses and the economy, that should be a, a bit of a, uh, um, a light at the end of the tunnel. I have to wonder, though, for people that have seen a significant hit to their 401ks and their IRAs, uh, we're still some 5,000 points away from what had been the highs back in February of this year. How important is it going to be to rebalance portfolios, given the fact that some market sectors have suffered more significantly in this downturn than others? Is this a critical time to revisit that portfolio balance? If you've got time on your side, Craig, I think this is an excellent time to perhaps consider increasing your appetite for risk. We don't know for sure, but in past crises, and we can name any one of them, whether it's the Great Recession of 2008 or SARS or any of the other hiccups with the dot-com of 2001 hiccup, we've recovered wonderfully. It ranges from months to years, but if you've got time on your side, it may be a good time to consider putting more in the equity markets, more in the stock markets. And if you need help figuring out which sector, large cap, small cap, mid cap, value growth, you go to emerging, you go to global, you stay domestic, that's where that deft touch needs probably a dialogue with one of our financial advisors. And again, we are doing FaceTime meetings or gotomeeting.com meetings with clients and prospects. We've been on the phone all week long, talking to every client that we have, a lot of prospects calling, looking for our thoughts, our observations. And now you just go to our website and sign up for a, a FaceTime meeting or go to meeting. We'll schedule that at your convenience and um, kind of walk you through some of our thinking during this, this crisis. And it's, yeah, it's a little bit more awkward, a little bit more difficult. We can't meet person to person yet in any one of our 14 offices in the Bay Area. But these virtual meetings are really a good opportunity to observe each other, look at our, at our countenances, and, and understand uh, the, the worry and stress on, on a prospect's face and, and react accordingly. So I think that's, it, it's the best we can do, given the, the rules we're now working with. We hope to be back real soon to a real face-to-face. Maybe we still need to keep six, six feet apart, but our offices are big enough to accommodate that. But we'll see how the recovery rules set in. Um, 
hopefully in the not too distant future, hopefully in the weeks to come, we'll be able to begin to return to some face-to-face meetings. But in the meantime, let's do a face FaceTime meeting. Let's do a, a go-to-meeting.com meeting and simply call our toll-free number or go to our website, one plan wise or don'tinvestandforget.com. But, yeah, it's a good time to to do some introspection on what your heretofore risk appetite was, and maybe you're a great candidate to increase it. I guess we, we would enjoy interviewing you and asking you some uh, hard questions that uh, will uh, come up with some answers that will perhaps put you in a much better position a year or two down the road. Undoubtedly, Pat, this recovery, as it begins to happen, will be nuanced by health concerns. There's been talk about the possibility of a second wave of coronavirus come the fall. All of that, of course, it's too early to speculate on. But I have to wonder, insofar as this recovery, we sort of fell off the cliff insofar as how this hit with the closure and and obviously uh, done out of an abundance of caution to want to protect the health of Americans. Would you anticipate then the recovery to be more slow in rebuilding vis-a-vis what we experienced on the heels of the 2008-2009 downturn? Yeah, that 2008 downturn and the recovery, about 19 months later, we we reachieved the high of the pre-2008 number. So that was a pretty quick recovery. And look, before this virus hit America, we were firing on all cylinders. It was being lauded as the best economy. All the numbers were coming in in spectacular fashion. Uh, If the coronavirus improves in terms of how many people are are sitting with it and what the recovery rate is, I, I think those are the more indicative numbers of how fast the Dow will reachieve some lofty numbers again. Pat, we appreciate so much you taking the time to be with us today and wish you and your family a very pleasant and special Easter season in spite of all the challenging circumstances. There's Pat Vitucci, information available on the web at don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com.